0: Welcome to the E equals MC squared of running. I'm Maggie Cooper. And in this week's episode, I've got a story about an indoor race with a difference. Well, actually, a couple of indoor races with a difference. I think you'll be interested. I've also got a report about my running club, Wirral AC's success at the virtual road relays. And what is retro running? And is it something that we should be doing? But first, to look back at this week. It's been a quite a, a good week uh, weather-wise. I don't know if it's been the same for everybody in the UK, but uh, certainly here on the Wirral, it's it felt a bit like summer. Well, at least spring, should I say? On Monday, the sun came out. I was so busy with my work, um, but I, and I saw it was sunny. I was like, I have just got to get out there. So I did a quick six um, k um, along the prom and, and back again. And um, I, I was it was very frustrating because I really would have wanted to go further. And I thought, great. Great, we, we're back in, um, in the good weather and nice running. And then on Tuesday and Wednesday, the weather was awful. It was so terrible. And uh, added to that, I've got this kind of problem with my ankle, I think I made it worse by cycling round and round the Wirral when we were doing the relays round the Wirral last week and and it had been getting a little bit worse um, running uh, fast on the concrete. You know, a lot of the speed sessions that we've done because we've got not got the track open obviously I've, I've done up and down the, the prom so uh, I just kind of made it worse so, so I kind of gave it a bit of a rest but on um, Thursday Friday, Saturday, Sunday the weather has been lovely, um, blue skies so I've been out trying to kind of get a few miles my ankle still hurts but so I'm not really sure what to do I don't know whether to just rest completely or whether just to uh, you know plod, plod, plod along it's it's kind of strange because sometimes it hurts sometimes it doesn't hurt so I'm not really sure what's going on it's a it's an old injury I went over on, on it when I first came um, to the northwest about six years ago so um, I'm not I'm not like too worried about it it, it is what it is and uh, it's not not, not exactly going to be Olympic standard athlete so it's not it's not really uh, a, a problem but it's just slightly annoying I noticed in some um, some other news that uh, there's been some pretty fast times on the track this uh, last couple of weeks Um uh, it's interesting i wonder whether i should do um a, a podcast about these these shoes um we talked about the shoes the um like the nike percent um sh- uh, shoes that we used for like for marathons and how marathons times had improved as a result well it seemed to be uh, very much related to these newer shoes um and we're noticing a lot of track very fast indoor track times recently we, and it's interesting whether those are related to the um the the, the Spikes, you know, with a similar technology, and I, I noticed yes, yesterday. So somebody sent me a link to um, a, a world uh, record for under twenty um, eight hundred meters, which beat uh, Keely Hodgkinson's uh, uh, time, which which was also a world record. F- Few weeks ago of one fifty nine oh three, so it's really um, yes, some very very impressive times. It'll be interesting, you know, if the Olympics do go ahead in 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 Tokyo this year, which um, let's hope that they do. It'll be really really interesting to see what um, times come out of that on the on the track and see. If they're like some sort of super super fast times, but it 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 kind of worries me a little bit this um, the technology because if you simply don't have the money to to afford to buy those types of um, shoes, then maybe you never get quite to that level where then you have the opportunity to really devote a lot of time to running um, because you know you're having to make ends ends meet. I, I don't like kind of having an elite of running I always one thing I really like about running is it's it's very equal everybody's pretty much on the same uh, level you just need a pair of shoes and some shorts and a t-shirt and you can get out but if if you suddenly need to have shoes that cost several hundred pounds in order to get that extra couple of seconds that sees you from being sort of a good club standard to being international standard then to me there's something about it that doesn't doesn't sit well with me so yeah maybe if I if I can find some interesting information about that I, I might I might bring that but anyway so um we've got yeah in a couple of interesting articles this week I hope, hope you enjoy them and um first I've, I've got an article about uh, in indoor indoor running with a difference came across an interesting article in Canada Running Magazine... Um, it was actually posted by um, our friend uh, Ronan on um, our Facebook um, group, uh, I Run, uh, which is an interesting uh, group. You know, has, they oft, uh, often put up interesting articles if you um, if you want to join that group. It's quite, it's quite fun. Um, but anyway, this particular article was about a high school who um, their indoor track was being used, I think, as a COVID testing centre. Anyway, it was closed, so they couldn't use the indoor track, but they wanted to have some races so instead, they used an underground parking lot for competition. It's it quite a, a big parking lot. And because it, it was kind of closed because of the COVID restrictions, so it was empty. And what they did was they kind of made a 300-meter loop around the parking lot. And, they, and then they invited other teams to come. And I think 122 athletes turned up in the end. They had races from 55 meters to 3,200 meters. And that included like a a four by 300 meter relay. It just looked like a a lot of fun. Um, It was in the Palisades Center underground track. Um, Well, it was not an underground underground parking lot. Um, It's somewhere near um, New York. So, yeah, and it made me think, you know, uh, have there been other races in in similar uh, venues? Or, you know, would this be necessarily a, a place where you could, often have races you know sometimes the weather isn't so good so an underground parking lot might be a great idea and it just so happened that there was another article uh, that I came across at at the same time which was posted by Katie Holmes from um, Twitter who is um, got a page called runyoung50.co.uk you may remember I I interviewed her about um, the history of women's athletics and so her posts about um, a race in 1990 it was the International Association of Ultra Runners uh, World Championships, which was held in no lesser location than the Milton Keynes Shopping Mall. Now, apparently, um, the Milton Keynes Shopping Mall was one of the largest in the world, or one of the longest in the world. Um, and they were able to set up an 875 meter long circuit around the shopping mall for a 24 hour race. Um, and I just thought, <laughs> I thought it was just a um, well, it was a fascinating thing to do. For one thing, I, I did worry about the surface. In fact, some of the uh, competitors did say that that the surface was was simply too hard. Uh, they were not used to lo- running on marble floors. And also, if some liquid was spilt or something like that, then it become became very slippy. Uh, I can imagine uh, those um, sort of surfaces can be a complete nightmare in the in wet weather. But um, yeah, so they so in this particular race, it wasn't the only time that the shopping mall had been used for that race. Back in that in those um, days, um, the shopping mall was closed on a Sunday because we didn't have Sunday shopping, and so you, you know you could you could have you could host such a race at, at that time. And they started at 8pm after the shops are closed on the Saturday, and then run obviously till 8pm on the on the Sunday, and they they ran um yeah they ran there I think three if I'm not mistaken three times um other than that this 24 hour race. In um, in 1984, um, there's a lady called Eleanor Adams. Uh, she's an English woman who is a really pretty cool um, ultra-distance runner, and she um, did 121 miles in 1984, running round around Milton Keynes shopping centre. It Just like it makes you think, you know, it's like my um, shopping, my Saturday shopping, or my Christmas shopping. Is that really training? Am I actually training for an ultra-marathon by doing that? I like we're walking around and around Liverpool. It was. And, Actually, walking—I uh, think—doing my Christmas shopping round around Liverpool is probably even more um, traumatic than doing a 24-hour race. Because at least in the 24-hour race, you don't have to carry your shopping. Um, maybe they should have a competition where you, <laughs> you actually have to buy some things in the shops as you run round. Maybe you know you can—you can only um, eat food that's available in in the shopping centre, uh, and you, and you ha- have to—you um, know—purchase clothes on on your way around them and, and put them on and wear them. So certainly, when I when, when I did my Christmas shopping, I remember having to walk about a mile back to the car i I swear i nearly died it was just so difficult because i had um my primark bags and if you know primark they give you um sort of paper bags and and it was was kind of it wasn't like pouring with rain but it was wet and the bags began to disintegrate as i was walking and i was kind of i just had too much stuff to carry back um anyway but that wasn't money but it just made me think is that is that training is that really really um doing some training Anyway, in 1987, um, Adams um, came second overall, um, and she that time she ran 141 miles. 141 miles is pretty impressive. And then um, in 1989, she did um, 142 miles. And then for the actual 1990 um, 24-hour ultra race, which was this world championship race, she she was aiming for 150. Uh, miles um, and she was really on on course for it but then she got she, she, she just suddenly was violently sick with about three hours to go and only 15 miles to go um, to get to 150 and then and then um uh, you know she, she because she was she was sick she had to stop she got something like 147 miles um, so she was so close to getting her target of 150 but um, yeah it just goes to show but you know, that indoor venue was not such a bad idea, especially you know, think about the, the um, weather in, in February it can be quite um, changeable. It could be, Temperatures can drop quite severely at, at nighttime. So an indoor venue seems ideal. Toilets obviously close by as well. Um, the shops unfortunately closed, but, um, you know, you, you, you could potentially have um, food and drink available as well. But it made me think, is are there are there other venues that we're missing out on, um, you know, to potentially have races in? Now my My ideal venue, I think, would be something like um, an airport Um, because airports, they they have such long places from, you know, from uh, the gates, um, you know, it says 10-minute walk from here or something like that. Well, that must be 10-minute more walk to your gate. Surely that's got to be at least 600 metres or something. I don't know. There must be some pretty long places to to run. And I think the surfaces in the airports must be uh, by and large better than, say, a shopping centre. I remember going to Helsinki Airport once, and it was really nice there. It was kind of wooden. It was everything was very quiet. It was a it was like a, you know very peaceful setting. Um, you know. Could we not have a, a race around Helsinki Airport, for example? And I just think it's a thing. You know, they have these Formula One races, um, Monte Carlo, for example, close the streets of Monte Carlo for um, uh, a Formula One race. Why can't they They close the airport for a day for, for a 24 hour race or even, you know, even an um, indoor track um, meeting or something like that? I, I just think it, it could be a thing um, and, and I think we're missing out on, um, you know, some um, an ideal venue for, for a race. One piece of news that I didn't bring you last week was where LAC's success in the England Athletics Virtual Road Relay Competition. Uh, this is a competition. This is now the sort of, a second round of it. Um, the first round we had to be in the top fifty team, so we we did that. It wasn't too too much trouble. I think I think we were maybe in fourth something like that. So, but this round was a serious round because the winner of this second round uh, would go on to represent England um, in a like a home nations type um, road uh, virtual road relay. So it's, it was five miles for each athlete and you could enter as many as you wanted from, from your club. So even I took part, even though I'm, I'm old and, and gray and slow, but I, I, I still ran my leg. Um, but the uh, but basically it was five miles as fast as you could. And then the, the best four male times, the best four female times were taken to make that team of eight. Now, um, extraordinarily, we won yeah we did um an average no not the total time rather of three hours 32 minutes and 39 seconds but what was most extraordinary about this is that the athletes were so so young of all of those athletes um six of those athletes are still in their teens basically are still at school um so we were competing against men and women from other teams but our team was made up of kids um they said you can't do anything with kids they say no you can i mean they're extraordinary and um really really quick too so tj um Jones ran 24-46, Ethan Brady-Jones 24-51, Will Strictly 25-23, and Dan Hayes 26-28. And on the female side, um, Sophie Tarver, who I think is at, at university 27-11, Kira Brady-Jones, she's still at school 27-43, Emily Kearney 27-43, she's at university in the States, and her sister, Ellen Mary Kearney, who's um, still at school 28-34. So those times are pretty swift, you know, and just to have that strength in depth from this um, Will Endurance project that we're part of. um, We've just got this phenomenal team of athletes and just a phenomenal team spirit because it wasn't just those guys that ran. There were 37 of us that ran. um, And and it's become quite competitive amongst the the team, you know, but in a fun way, you know, it's really, really um, great squad to be part of so um so we won yeah so that means that um, we go on to represent england in this home nations uh really i think it's sometime in the middle of march so we're really looking forward to that unfortunately i'm too slow to get an england vest i'm i was trying to make my case and say you know, i i deserved an england vest but um no it will go to um six other uh, faster athletes in our team um but it's great. I think it's great that I'm no longer quick enough to be part of the team. That shows um, progress. I, 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 Obviously, I have got a little bit slower, but it just real, shows real progress in our team. And um, it's so, so exciting to be part of such an amazing squad of athletes. I wonder, have you ever considered retro running. Now, I don't mean um, dressing up in 1970s sportswear and uh, donning a moustache and running around the streets. What I mean is running backwards. Have you ever considered running backwards? Well, I wondered whether it was kind of good for you in any way to run backwards. Um, When we were in China, um, a lot of the older Chinese people would do strange things like run backwards up hills and things like that and we thought it was very funny, I have to say. We did laugh. But there may be something in it, actually. And um, I sought to investigate this further. So I found a an article, quite a nice article, um, saved me a lot of work, Technogym. It's technogym.com. You can maybe find it if you want. And uh, the article was called Running Backwards to Move Forward. And it talked about um, retro running um, and, and sort of also asked similar questions to what I was uh, wondering. Um, it says what is the way that it says to, to to run if you're going to run backwards is that you basically you know your legs are facing forwards obviously um And you're running backwards, but the rest of your body, you may have to turn, like turn your head or turn your upper body, so that you can see uh, where you're going. Some some of the maybe the best um, backwards runners can get away without um, having to look too too much, but I think otherwise you're quite likely to fall over, trip over something, and then that can obviously be um, a problem. But um, I think with practice you probably get um, used to it, and and there are some records for um, running backwards. There are, are actually running backwards races. So there's this guy called um Aaron Yoda and uh, on the 4th of September uh, 2020 he broke the world record for running a mile backwards. It was part of the New Balance Fifth Avenue Mile um, event, but the event this year was, or oh, last year should I say now, was run virtually because of social distancing measures due to COVID-19. So he didn't run it um, in a normal place. He, he ran it on a stretch of road, road in Kansas, which was uh, free of moving vehicles and stray pedestrians and stuff that you might bump into. And literally he ran this mile backwards and he ran five minutes 30, which I think is incredible. He beat the previous record um, of five minutes, 54 seconds, which was set in 2015 by um, some way. Yoda is actually, was a competitive runner for more than 20 years um, you know, from his childhood to, to young adult um, life, but uh, a knee injury stunted his career. Um, and you know, doctors basically said, you know, stop, stop running altogether. But um, he found that running backwards um didn't cause his knee a problem so he basically started running backwards um you know and he says when i'm running backwards i feel like i'm flying so so it's, it's quite incredible that you could run that um that quickly for for a mile so you know so people have set records but that's not specifically what i was um wondering really what i was run- wondering was um is it is it any good is it maybe something that we should in- incorporate into our um normal training so what are some of the benefits of the running backwards? Well, the uh, uh, a research study uh, done at the University of Milan in, in 2011 um, found that retro running is, is more force in the thrust and less in the braking. What they say is that when you're running at low and intermediate speeds, then there's a greater force exerted after landing when the muscle tendon units are stretched. So that's a hard landing. And a lower average force extended before takeoff, when the muscle tendon unit shortened, so it's a soft takeoff. So this um, this hard landing and soft takeoff, uh, never the reverse, were found in running, in hopping, in trotting animals. Now here's the thing: when you run backwards, then it's completely the opposite. Um, you have a um, soft landing and a hard takeoff, and so you know you're working your muscles in a different way when you're running backwards. Than, um, than when you're running forwards. And the authors conclude that the landing takeoff asymmetry found in running, hopping and trotting is the expression of a convenient interplay between motor and machine. More metabolic energy must be spent in the opposite case when muscle is forced to work against its basic property. So like when you're running backwards. So basically what they found that is the muscle is like an engine in a forward run, there are less workers involved, that is less muscle fibre subjected to greater efforts with less consumption and better performance, but more, you're more likely to suffer injuries. Whereas running backwards, there are many more muscle fi- fibres subject to less effort with more consumption and less performance, but less likely that the workers will suffer damage. So running forwards you're not quite using as as many muscle fibers um so those individual muscle fibers are working harder and they're subject to sort of more risk more risk of injury but when you're running backwards it's like like the force is kind of spread out more and you're less likely to suffer injury like with this case with this Aaron Yoda you know he had knee problems so it says that running backwards is very is very good option for runners who are passionate but have knee problems so there was another study from 2012 that showed that running backwards um, detects a lower impact on the knees and and burns more calories at a given rate Um, actually the the other study that I quoted in 2011 also showed that you um, use more energy I think it was something like 30 percent more energy running backwards than you do running forwards um uh but the, the study from 2012 showed that um students at an american university who replaced their normal workout with a, a backward run of 15 to 45 minutes three times a week for six weeks lost two and a half percent of their body fat And i'm not, I'm not suggesting for one minute that you know run backwards that that much like three times a week for that for that long but it is interesting you know that it was um you know was causing you know Burning up more calories essentially uh, for this well, seemed a similar amount of effort in a way. So um, there are some benefits though, uh, particularly you know improving your posture because when you're running backwards, you um, you have to change your posture a little bit, and it means that you kind of have to stand more upright, and so that can help to uh, create your posture when you're running forwards. Um, as I said, it, it kind of consumes more energy so you know you can use you could if you're running for a weight loss for example then maybe that's um, an advantage um certainly it reduces the impact with the ground as we've said about the um you know uh soft landing uh hard takeoff um so you're less likely to be injured uh, particularly if you've got knee problems it it may be something to think about um Better performance when running backwards. More effort is needed in terms of movement, as it is more difficult to move from one point to another. This increases cardiovascular efficiency and, and improves endurance. So you know you could use it as sort a of fitness thing. Um, one of the things is it, it reduces boredom. Um, well, yeah. It, it, so so just spicing things up. You know, run 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 a um, some distance backwards. You know, it could be, could be fun basically. Um, muscle growth is the other thing it says. So running backwards not only strengthens your muscles, but makes calf muscles, quadriceps and shins more balanced as you reach greater muscle strength. And so that was one thing I was really wondering about, whether, whether that was something that would happen if you're you're kind of using muscles or parts of muscle parts of the muscle groups that maybe don't get used normally um would that be an advantage maybe helps with the the balancing and stuff um and i wonder whether also that would help with um reducing um injury so there was another similar article in uh, runner's world it's from a long time ago from 2008 But um, it says something similar, you know, about um, helps rehabilitation for injuries. So especially if you've got uh, groin, knee joint, hamstring, shin, lower back and hip injuries, then it may be part of um, your your sort of rehabilitation to get back into running. Certainly, it's going to activate your calves and your quadricep muscles more. I wonder whether like barefoot running, though, then there may be some risk of, um, you know, getting very tight. Tight calves. Maybe you need to take it a little bit carefully to be, to begin with. If you're going to start doing that, again, it says it, it can Im- improve performance for the, for the same reasons. Basically, you, you, the, you, it's a greater cardiovascular demand, um, so it should improve your aerobic capacity and your stamina. Um, again muscle balance is, is it's more effective in, in strengthening the uh, opposing muscle groups um, that are used in running forward so you're kind of going to get that that balance That's basically what they're saying and again they also say um, that it will sort of spice up your your running so um, yeah so I, th- I think this is a quite interesting thing wasn't it really um, certainly it might be something to consider but I think that for me personally, it's not quite as bad as the barefoot running. Well, perhaps it is. I I don't know. I, I, I think I would choose where I did it very carefully. One, to do it somewhere where I'm not going to run into something easily so or run off the curb or something into the road maybe uh, for me personally the the prom might be a a good place for me to do it um but certainly not when there are many people around i i I just oh i just would feel a bit of an idiot i think running backwards maybe if you're a bit more courageous than than i am maybe it would be something you can consider consider doing and incorporating into your into your training i i I kind of think it it's but yeah i don't know whether i've just got the guts to actually do it in the same way as i've not really got the guts to go out on the prom without any shoes on i haven't really done the barefoot running i have to admit um yeah i uh, yeah i haven't i haven't i just haven't um embraced it as I as I thought I, I might partly I'll tell you why <laughs> this is a crazy reason but the floors a bit cold in the winter and if I've got no shoes on I thought oh okay I'll, I'll just walk around the house without any shoes on and then I'll, I'll get used to the barefoot thing but the kitchen floor is so cold I just couldn't I couldn't do it uh, so um I haven't really been walking around um barefoot and I haven't I have to admit I haven't really embraced the barefoot running and I suspect I probably won't be embracing running backwards but there's part of me that thinks mm, well th- those 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 Chinese guys who were running going running backwards up the hill they were pretty old and they were doing they were pretty fit so uh, maybe there is something in it but people just laughed and said it's a publicity stunt so I'm walking backwards oh Ah, the goons! I'm walking backwards for Christmas. You can't beat them. Perhaps that's what I need to do. Perhaps I need to start walking backwards first before I start running backwards. I think I probably also need a deserted road in Kansas because um, the embarrassment is just going to be a bit much for me. I'm just not. I haven't quite got the courage to start running backwards along the prom yet. Maybe maybe, maybe if we do it as a as an athletics group maybe i'll I'll uh, take to it, but I don't think I can you'll see me doing it on my own that's all I'm saying anyway, that's about all we've got time for this week um I hope that you've enjoyed um, the show. If, if you like uh, the show, please subscribe. Um, or you can find us on all um, normal podcast providers. Um, if you have time, please leave a review in Apple Podcasts because that helps other people to find the podcast and let your friends know about it. But uh, yeah, that's about it. I hope that the weather is as good next week as it has been at the end of this week and that we can get some nice uh, running in. But uh, until next week, uh, happy running and um, see you next time. Bye for now.